Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade has completed their missions in Baldur's Gate. They extinguished the Cult of the Dead Three, defeated the Vanthampur family, and discovered that the High Overseer of Elturel, Thavius Krieg, was part of a larger conspiracy born in Hell. The world as they know it is in jeopardy, and to save it, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade must descend into Hell. But first, a short trip to Candlekeep. So you have a guy. What, the what was the person's name there See, again? Looks like we need a guide, and you need bodyguards. Silvira Silvacus. Yes. Yes. Silvira. <laughs> Silvacus. <laughs> so I think that we should have race forge the documents so that the Vanthampur's villa belongs to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Actually, mm -hmm. we can have maybe have race do up a document. Yes. So that it's the estate of the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, so that it's like not under anybody's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gorgeous Phoenix Phoenix yeah, Estate. Yeah. It's our headquarters. The Gorgeous uh, Phoenix Estate. This is actually a good question, Emery, that Great White mentioned. Can I actually fix the dagger because I'm an artificer? Or is that oh, yeah. more specialized? So what tools are you proficient in? Smith's tools. I also am proficient in a different couple other thieves' tools. And what are the other ones? Tinker's tools. So oh. yeah, you can fix it if you're proficient with Smith's tools. You could also fix it if you have the mending cantrip using magic. I don't think I have the mending cantrip. So mending cantrip would get it done in like 10 minutes, whereas Smith's tools, you'd have to spend, you know, maybe a work day or a work week fixing it. Probably just a work day, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, if we do have the time, then I will repair that for him. Okay. So after you guys, yep, you Sorry. guys can are gonna go to Candlekeep next. That's the plan, at least. You gather up all your stuff that you left behind, your various weapons, your dog. You know, you you calm the horse down and put it back in its stable. Maybe give it some food so it doesn't starve to death. Uh, <laughs> and. Excuse the various gardeners that are working around the villa. Tell them that there's been a change in ownership around here, and you'll see them real soon. But for now, they can go go home. Under and... new management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you feed. Make sure you feed the horses, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any other animals we don't know about on this estate? You know, we haven't been everywhere. The stable boys definitely <laughs> need to keep keep working. And ultimately, and what are the plants? Okay. You guys uh, end up reporting back to Captain Zodge, the guy who initially set you on this quest and on this journey. Oh, damn, I remember that guy. Yeah. Is he, a general yet? <laughs> Is he what? Remember we called him General Zodge? He's now imprisoned in a strange triangular mirror thing. <laughs> And the gorgeous Phoenix Estate. This is so exciting. I know. Come and try our wine at the gorgeous, gorgeous Phoenix Estate. <laughs> Engorged Phoenix Estate. <laughs> Engorged Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. Engorged Phoenix Estate. 
Handle keeps a cool place, man. Yeah. So, uh, eventually you guys report to Captain Zodge, and he meets up with you and asks for a bit of an update, and uh, what do you tell him? <laughs> Ooh, uh... <laughs> well, um, I guess we should ha- well, give him our badges back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we tell him we took care of the cultists, and uh-huh. uh, we, can, we hand in our badges. <laughs> <laughs> Job's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. Any weird rumors about people peeing on dead bodies? It wasn't us. Just, just nope. <laughs> All right. So you deliver your report. Tell them. Tell them everything that happened. You tell them about Thavius Krieg. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. We better. Of course. Yeah. He's very shocked to hear about that, but of course you provide the bloody murdered body. Well, not murdered. It was self-defense. I mean, he did hit you with the stick. Or tried yeah, to. he attacked us with the stick. Pointed stick. <laughs> uh, yeah. But more, more importantly, he was instrumental in destroying an entire city and trying to destroy yours, so yeah. Definitely deserved it. And here's the real question. Do you tell Captain Zodge about the Van Thampur son who you let escape? Wasn't he the? He was a, like a. He was a nice dude, right? He was the one who was essentially yeah, yeah. being attacked by the cultists, and you aided him. He had like the half-burned face, and he was like real big and and buff yeah. and burly. And he was the one who actually told you about his brothers and his mother's sort of plans. I vote no. I don't think so. I don't think I tell him. Well. Nah. No. Yeah, leave it out. Leave out that detail. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're um, all taken care of. You won't see them again. We got the job done. That's all he needs to know. <laughs> all right. Well, Captain Zodge seems incredibly satisfied by your job. In fact, he says, I didn't think you were going to make it a 10-day, but you uh, you managed to actually complete the job I sent you on, which is more than I can say about most people who I've been conscripting into the Flaming Fist. It's nice well, to see never- something good happening here. You've never conscripted the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade before. (laughs) Do you guys have a business card? I might need your help again. (laughs) Yes, but our rates have tripled since the first mission. Understandable. He hands you a big, heavy sack of gold. I believe it was 200 gold, which at this point is nothing compared to the loot that you guys have gotten. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it with the rest. But at the time, it was a good deal. And as he is turning to leave, you guys are in like a guard house, you know, like a barracks sort of place. Your meeting is interrupted by the arrival of several Flaming Fist soldiers clad in plate armor. So these are some really important guys. Plate armor, very valuable. 1,500 gold per suit of plate armor. Oh, Um, good. Yes. Is this for us? (laughs) Yeah, they start stripping their armor up. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, finally. Dinner and a show. <laughs> From behind this wall of swords and steel steps an armored woman with a white cloak and graying hair. I'll show her to you. Oh my. Oh mm, damn. Yes. This woman with a white cloak and graying hair introduces herself, but not after saying are these the maniacs who've stirred up every nest of rats in this god's forsaken city? Zod yep. says, oh, Commander Porter, uh, I was told you wouldn't be in Baldur's Gate for at least another ten day. Oh, that's what the city's government wanted you to think, Captain. 
turning to you, she says, I trust you've been adequately compensated. Well, not really, but, you well, know. Well, if I'm being honest, like, first off, he sent us on a suicide mission. Little rude. He didn't have to finish with that. But also, we ran out into a whole lot of cultists. We took over at least 50 cultists, and he kind of only paid us for about 15. I'm just saying, a little extra would help heal our wounds from battle. I, look, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple halfling, I should say. And if you just gave us, like, 600 more gold to, like, refurbish what we lost, that'd be amazing. Mm. Was uh, that part of the deal? Uh, Captain Zodge, were you to pay for their expenses? And he turns to her and says, uh, No, I was just offering a flat fee, uh, 200 gold. And uh, <laughs> she looks at you guys and she says, Well, it seems to me you should have negotiated a better uh, better agreement. I'm sorry, but my hands are tied. Yeah, uh, he we're... thought we weren't going to make it. <laughs> yeah, survivor's fee. What about that? Well, um, well, it would be against the law for me to provide you with any additional funding. You must understand that this is all coming from the taxes of the city, and everything is very above board. We have to keep track of everything, etc., etc., etc. However, I can pull some strings to perhaps aid you in whatever it is that you're going to do next. So, please, tell me everything that happened, and I'll see what I can do. And I won't have you guys actually do it, but if you tell her, yes, kind of what your plan I'll, is, I'll, I tell her to watch the, to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she offers that she will provide you each with a riding horse or pony for the halfling, so that you can expedite your journey to Candlekeep. She will also provide a mule-drawn cart with food, drink, and other supplies, so you shouldn't have to worry about buying any of that stuff. To go to yeah. Canada. All right. Travel That's style. Unfair. I like the way you work. So those things are are, are worth a fair bit, a no fair bit of money. Maybe not six hundred gold, but they're worth. A fair <laughs> <bit of> money. <laughs> All right. And it was just two hundred gold, like total or each. Um. Boy, let's let's double check that. I don't want. What was our deal that we worked guys. out? That was many moons ago. So <laughs> I do think was. it was total. <laughs> this this haul we made was enormous. For us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. We can so, like, some fast cash, guys. Yeah. I pull it up. Meeting Captain Zodge, he offers you... Great White says 200 each, which I like the sound of. I know, right? Yeah, that just feels right, you know? Yeah, yeah. it does. Oh, 200 gold total, total sounds ridiculous. We were a lot more broke back then, but still, we need more money. That's like four... You know, it's like four gold per cultist we killed or something. Yeah. Not even counting all the, you know, uh, yellow smoke we got. Mm. <laughs> God, remember how dangerous things were at first? Dude, yes. that mold almost took me out ten minutes. We almost died so many I was so times. scared. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around like a, uh, like a baby. Uh, yep, it's each. You each receive yes! 200 gold pieces. Nice. Yes. In Woo. addition well, to yeah. his gratitude. So I had it down as party, but let's just each take it then. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll I'll each write down it. 200. Uh, da, 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 da. Damn, so you guys you guys are wealthy now. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, look, our estate's not cheap, but upkeep? Goodness. In your discussion with this commander, Portier, 
you find out that she is actually the new leader of the Flaming Fist. She was originally supposed to get here, you know, a 10 day from now or whatever, but she has been transferred from Chult, which is a faraway nation. It's, it's kind of like a tropical, like Amazon type of place where she had been running the Flaming Fist's operations over there. And now she is actually the highest ranking person in the whole city. So she is the person who you would want to talk to about perhaps getting the gorgeous Phoenix estate. Oh, already here. yes. Miss Porter, so... In our hunting down of these terrible cultists, we discovered, you know, the Vanderpoor family was just a whole bunch of jerks. They were but the masterminds behind this, and we wiped them out. And we were figuring if, you know, I, I like to change negatives to positives, me, the whole gang. We would like to take it over as our, our home base. And that way, we can always make sure in the upper echelons of the society, there is a beacon of hope there. And they know we're better than the police because we're contracted for you. We are your people and keep eyes and ears on the ground around there. Could you help us make this a real deal thing? Can you just <laughs> sign something? Can we whip something up? We want the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade to be respected. Not like you guys, because obviously you're more established. But we, we need people to know that when they see us, that we're not just jokers. We're for real. We can we can add a lot to the neighborhood. Let's just put yes. it that way. Thank you. Yes. We're going to create jobs for the <laughs> Yeah, so she considers what you're saying, and she says, well, there's a lot going on in Baldur's Gate right now. And thankfully, due to your actions, I believe we can begin the process of rebuilding and restoring order to this place. However, because... Our leader, Alder Ravengard, is still missing, and Elturel is still gone. We are still going to be dealing with this refugee crisis for, for God's know how long. Now, I have to say, it would be very, very close to the bottom of my list of priorities to get the necessary paperwork done for you guys to essentially take control of the assets of a former noble family. Whether or not you deserve that at this point, also, I think is a bit of a stretch. However, you have proven yourselves to be very capable adventurers. And from what you say, you are looking to open up this puzzle box, get the proof that Thavius Krieg has made this deal with this devil, and you're heading to Candlekeep to do this. I don't know if it's beyond the realm of possibility that if you are able to find out what happened to Lord Ravengard and bring him back, the city would be eternally grateful to you. And giving you your own gorgeous Phoenix estate would be the least that Baldur's Gate could do for you. Well, Think that, that says it all. sounds fabulous. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. We're going to go help our pal, the Elder, get him back home safe and sound, not in a can, don't ask what that means, and he will, I'm sure, help us out. We got your back. Go to Sheen's Brigade. This is what we do. Yeah. She smiles at you and says, excellent. Well, it has been a pleasure meeting you, and I thank you yet again for what you've done for us, and uh, I look forward to hearing myself echo in someone's... (laughs) 
I know that's just that giant pot thing. That's just that giant pot you're wearing on your head. Ah, yes. You know, a lot of echo and stuff like that. I'm not used to wearing it indoors, honestly. That's that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, no, you should take off your armor probably. <laughs> what is, what is this? Commander, you smell okay for a human. I really like your tiny head. <laughs> Uh, why? Why? Thank you, Glubjeg. <laughs> I really like your matted armpit scent. Mm. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> can we can we use their house as our uh, base just before we head out uh, to to uh, the uh, city we're going to? Well, uh, I suppose if you if you don't mind uh, taking care of it, maybe helping yeah. clean up the blood that is undoubtedly oh, spilled yeah. everywhere. And feeding we'll the horses. Sure. Oh, yes. No problem. Yeah. yeah, we're groundskeepers. Just, yeah, with weapons. All right. Uh, well, that paperwork will be pretty easy to get done. If you'll excuse Excellent. me, I have some other matters to attend to. And uh, Yes, yes. I'm sure you do. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. It was great to meet you. Welcome to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to the piss rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Club <laughs> All right. Well, enter montage mode. There's a montage of you going to the house, doing a whole bunch of chores. You know, there's a cute shot of Bartram, like, helping Glubjeg. He's got a bucket in his mouth, and, and Glubjeg dips, like, a sponge into it, and just, like, bloody water oozes out of it, and he's, like, scrubbing the floor. I don't know. What other things do you guys do? I want one of those Top Gun scenes where we're all just shirtless jumping. Just, yeah. I'm going to practice some martial arts in the courtyard. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to be tinkering with weapons, and I'll probably be building myself some new armor. Yeah, I would love to go get myself an armor outfit. Maybe like a symbol for the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Something we can put on a Bartram, like a little collar. <laughs> Oh, we need, yeah, we need, like, a banner and, like, yeah. uh, one of us. Yeah, we're official. We, we need, like, a drummer boy. Ooh, I mean, I, is that what I chose as the uh, musical <laughs> island I never <laughs> used? A drum? <laughs> yeah, you already have a bard. Why do you need a drummer oh. boy? Well, okay, fine. The, the bard should get a drum. Beatbox. We need, like, <laughs> a, a battle drum. We have a mule cart now. That's true. Put some banners on that. That's like a mobile stage. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll have some uh, local seamstress make us up some nice banners for that for that wagon. All right. Does anybody want to like anybody want to buy any like equipment or? Yes, you guys have a good yes, amount of gold sir. now. Oh yes, a lot of equipment. We need to figure out what the are we just sort of like pulling from the pool of gold or how how is that working? Yes, yeah, I mean, should we just split it? Do up? you want us to do this now? Well, no, but if. I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess we, as long as we keep track of what we're buying and stuff. Like, are we going to get in any more battles before end of stream? Because then if we're not, we can just do this sort of like after the fact. Um, sure. Yeah, there might be another fight before the end of the stream. But we can always push the uh, purchasing until later. There's stuff, you mm -hmm. can buy stuff at Candlekeep. You don't have to buy it here in Baldur's Gate. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we should do that. As okay. long as it's gonna, we're gonna be able to get to all the same stuff or whatever. Maybe we could just do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll just, you know, you can you can buy anything okay. at Camp Keep that you need. Yeah, because it'd be nice to have some time to kind of think it over and figure out For what sure. to buy and stuff like that. Fair enough. 
All right. And we're going to have a long rest right on the road, obviously. Yeah, you're going to have a long rest. Okay. In fact, reset all your spell slots, all your Sweet. hit points, do your long rest. And actually, you, you probably have like a week or so of downtime as you're kind of resting and spending your money and like kind of, t- you know, taking it easy. You had just been in a lot of horrible fights all in a row, so. Just so much urine. I'm almost dry. <laughs> Wait, were there other prisoners we forgot to get? I thought we grabbed everybody. We leave somebody in a cell. Weren't there just two? Or it's hard to remember. This adventure has spanned, uh, you know, the course of like a year at this point, or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hasn't it been like eight months since we started? (laughs) Yeah, our first one was like the start of March, like March third or something. Oh my god! All right. Oh yeah, we knocked out the wimp. The wimp. Which wimp? Yeah, we knocked out the wimpy brother and locked him up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, find him. Then for him, uh, would you would you guys like to turn him in? Or yeah, yeah, definitely. So you turn him in, so he's not dead, which might end up mattering, perhaps. Mayhaps. 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 Mayhap it will matter. Oh. This is the decision you guys got to make. So, as you have been sort of preparing to go to Candle Keep, Rhea has sort of disappeared. You guys see her mm. occasionally, but she doesn't she doesn't like hang out with you guys as much. She has chosen after like the second day in the villa to just stay in taverns instead of staying at the villa. And while she was there, you've noticed that she's become really sort of, like, distant and depressed. You've also had some contacts with Falister Fisk, the guy who you rescued in the dungeon, who told you all about Candlekeep. And he tells you that in order to even get into Candlekeep, you have to provide a book that they do not have in their library. And so you guys need to figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah book they don't have in their library we don't have anything like that do we you find any books isn't there a library in the manor uh well let's go check that out okay yeah let's hit the library you guys look through the library and you find a lot of pretty typical books nothing that really stands out as being something that's that's unique but why doesn't everyone make an intelligence check now you're talking. Hey. Now you're talking. My favorite kind of check. Oh, that was a save. my mind brain. My that mind is... brain. Whoa. Woo. Got a 20, baby. Not as smart as I thought. Not my favorite kind. Oh, snap. All right. Well, race, as uh, you're kind of watching them go through the, the books in the library, you know, maybe you're not super excited about it. I mean, you are a halfling and you're a bard. You're used to really exciting things, not going through books your mind just kind of starts to wander and you start remembering the good old times when you busted into this house and just started beating everybody up inside of it. Just and you're kicking ass. <laughs> you remember that stupid nerd up on the top floor, the one who you guys were all a little bit scared of and you thought he was going to be this amazing spellcaster, but then you just like <laughs> killed him in one hit and knocked him unconscious. Um, <laughs> you remember, you're like, dude, when we, when we searched him and we found that, like puzzle box that he had. He also had this really stupid book with him called Apocalypto 
that you guys sort of like thumbed through and realized it was like stupid nihilistic poetry that you're pretty sure he wrote and uh and like bound himself and you're just like that would qualify i think wait was yeah, that did we, ki- did we kill mel gibson exactly. <laughs> hey guys what about this book of trash poetry these guys <laughs> Oh, I bet they don't have that book in their library. Oh, that's a guy that'll that'll get us in the city no problem. Hell yeah. Brilliant. Good job, Race. Thanks, pal. I can get out of this library. It was boring as hell in here. Yeah, I don't read. I have sex with orcs. (laughs) Oh god. All right. Well, after a 10-day of relaxation and securing your terrible poetry book that you're going to use to get into Candlekeep, the day finally comes that you head out. You gather all of your potions and mules and ponies and bad poetry books and, I don't know, you have sex with your half-ogre girlfriend one last time, Race. (laughs) May Um, never come back. I had to. Very bittersweet. You kiss your favorite bush goodbye. Oh yeah, and I want to do. I want to. I want to do like a, every day. I want to practice like a little bit of kung fu or something. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you guys have been noticing that Coslo has been doing a lot of really weird like martial arts lately. And I want to like. I want to pray to Torm every day to be like Torm. Uh, I think I think I might be interested in you, Torm. <laughs> Yeah, during the whole montage scene, instead of helping with you, you know, you guys uh, cleaning or doing chores or finding books, Coslo, you've you've literally just seen him outside, just like doing like Bruce Lee poses and and stuff, um, yeah. or, or whispering to his new holy symbol. Well, you finally meet up at the Basilisk Gate, uh, which is the main big gate that is heading out of the city in the direction you need to go. As the Basilisk Gate opens. Flaming Fist soldiers hold back the tide of Elter Guardian refugees. You cut a path through these wretched souls whose wails intensify as the Basilisk Gate closes behind you. The dirt road cuts through the slums of the outer city, past the walled neighborhood of Little Kalamshin, to the great span of Worms Crossing. Worms Crossing is a very, very cool thing. It's basically a massive bridge over uh, the Kyanthar River. This bridge is so large that there are at, there's essentially a, a village along the bridge. And you guys are going across that right now. By the way, Rhea Mantelmorn, she is with you if you want her to be. Same with Falister Fisk. Did we have to give her a cut of our money? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe that's why she was sad. <laughs> no, she was sad because the the dude she believed in all these years was, turned out to be a, a an asshole. Well, talking about my father. We I need to distract her. I think she needs a distraction. Rhea, you're a part of our team now. I know you lost everyone you loved and your leader was an asshole, but you know who's not an asshole? This group of guys right here. You're with us. And So wait, what's uh, Fister Philister? What's his deal? Falister Fisk. He's basically a, a nerd who is, you yeah. rescued from a dungeon beneath Does the Does he have villa. any skills? 
he knows where Candlekeep is, and he knows the people there. He uh, sounds like Clem 2.0. All right, well, he should probably... <laughs> oh, no. He should hop on the wagon. Oh, God. He'll end up in a bucket, then melted. Also, did I get... Could I have gotten that dagger fixed while we were doing the montage? Yeah, I fixed it. I fixed it for you. Debobby oh, fixed it for you, man. So now you have a dagger worth 250 gold called Fang. All right. You guys have Rhea with you and Falister, who is leading you towards Candlekeep. The so, gorgeous Phoenix Brigade banners are flying as we cross Worms Crossing. We look very impressive. I need someone to design horses and a pony. We need someone to design the logo and the banner. Yeah. So we can see yeah. what the banners look like. I God, I hope it's not one of those Calvin stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, why did you say oh, that? Geez. Why did you say that? Instead of Calvin, oh, no. though, it's race. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> obviously peeing in the mouth yeah. of evil. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, yeah. yes. oh, God. Now you've done it. Perfect. By the way, I'm driving the cart because I have land vehicle proficiency. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ooh. I just wanted a chance to use that at some point. <laughs> Believe me. What a me. great skill to take. That will matter later. I mean, it sort of matters now, but it'll be a lot more important later. So that's good. All right. I need everybody to roll a d20. Oh, fun. Hey, let's get it. Yeah. Big money, big money, big get money. Give some. What a get. Oh, that's trash. That's that bad design. Hey, you're the best. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. Oh, All right. Glubjeg, as you are sort of driving this cart through Worms Crossing. So this this is a bridge that's also a village, and it's just teeming with people, and it is very crowded. And your cart is moving very, very slowly, of course, through this, like, throng of people. It's kind of uncomfortable because people keep brushing up against the cart and even against you guys sometimes. And you notice something, I believe. You notice that a... A young lady has pressed up against your cart and definitely taken something from you in the confusion. Uh oh. Get her. Tackle her. <laughs> I grab her collar and pull her up. And I use uh, my intimidation at five and say, We know what you did. I understand you're in a tough moment, but we are fighting a bigger fight. What did you take, woman? She holds up uh, your coin purse. Glovejeg. <laughs> take, take it back. Oh, wow. This she took Glovejeg's coin purse. Sorry. Sorry. Please don't eat me, Mr. Bugbear. Uh, I'm going to still do the same thing. I take her by the collar and pull her up, like with one arm. She, You lift her up uh, effortlessly, and she is terrified. Uh, Tell me something. I don't know, and I'll let you go. Uh, um... Uh, I like, I like cold cheese more than melted cheese. Melted, <laughs> melting cheese makes it taste weird. Fair enough. I agree. <laughs> and I put her back down. <laughs> she immediately disappears back into the crowd. <laughs> of course, I took my coin purse back. Yes, of course. You get inspiration. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for not killing the the poor wife. <laughs> I thought about it, but not worth it. Oh, uh, all right. I'm too important now to worry about that. 
Yeah, maybe the old Glubjag would have murdered her. <laughs> yeah. But not the new and improved one. Yeah, we're nearly nobles now. We have to behave like it. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're near bulls. Near bulls. <laughs> near bulls. <laughs> oh. All right. As Worms Crossing and Baldur's Gate disappear from view, you find yourselves heading down the Coast Way, a dirt road that leads to such distant lands as Tithir, Amn, and Kalimshin. Candlekeep lies some 150 miles south and west, a five-day journey. All right, so there's not a whole lot of this map that you really need to know about, just that you start up here in Baldur's Gate, and you go down south along the coast way, and then you take a right over here, and bam, you're at Candlekeep. It is a five-day journey, and on day three, as you are traveling and it's the sun is setting you're getting ready to pack it up and settle down for the evening camp out you guys come across a a farmer on a a wagon being pulled by two draft horses and he sort of tips his hat Uh, he's got one of those like wheat sticks poking out from his stubbled jaw he's missing a lot of teeth as uh, he passes you guys what do you do murder him wait what (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, first of all, I cover my coin purse. <laughs> he tips his hat, and you're just like, mm, cover your coin purse. <laughs> He's de- well, that's definitely noble behavior right there. <laughs> I say, what's news from down south? Uh, he uh, he says, uh, not much. Just uh, traveling north, sell my turnips. You safe out there? Yeah. Bye. Yep. Have you seen anything strange along the road? Yep. Yep. Seen lots of strange things. Seen a bugbear having sex with an ogre on this very road. Middle of the road. Two days past. Oof. It was gnarly. Exhibitionists, apparently. Uh huh. What are you all, uh, what are you all up to? Uh, camp keep? I don't know. Never been there. That's where we're headed. Uh, well, good travels to you. See ya. How, yeah. how much are your turnips, sir? Uh, turnips? I usually sell them for yeah. uh, a couple, a copper for a handful. I'm gonna take a handful. I like your sales pitch. You're gruff, but you're honest. Here's a copper. All right. He kind of stops the wagon. And do you get off the wagon to hand him the copper? Oh, I'm I'm of noble blood now. He has to come to me. Reach your hand up, peasant. <laughs> Are you guys on your own horses, or are you riding in the wagons, or, like, how are you guys traveling? I'm riding the wagon. Oh. I'm on a horse. I got a pony. I'm on my stallion. I'm on my horse. Okay. So he he sort of reaches behind. The wagon is covered, right, where the turnips, so they're not, you know, blasted by the sun all the time. Uh, And he kind of, like, reaches his hand back there and kind of rustles it around. And he pulls out a really, like, gross old-looking turnip. Like, not... Definitely not, like, you know, ripe and market-worthy. He tosses it over to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Here's your money, and I flip it to him. Now be gone! Broke boys do not talk to us. <laughs> he nods, and he says, <clears throat> Sirs, uh, ma'am, and uh, continues on his way. Uh, Shorty, I think you got ripped off. <laughs> don't eat that 
doesn't look very good. You gotta support small business, guys. You have to. You just do. Uh. <laughs> well, as you guys pass each other, your wagons sort of pass each other, you look back as you hear the sound of steel being drawn and uh, tarp being thrown. And you realize that amongst the turnips were three ne'er-do-wells that jump out of the wagon and try to attack. So I'm going to need y'all to roll initiative. I trusted you, turnip guy. (laughs) (laughs) Initiative time. It's unreal. Uh, You lost a copper on this now. (laughs) Nah, I'm getting it back and I'm putting it in his ass. Coslo has a turn. I got 9.15. And what'd you get, Dion? 24.16. Damn. All right, got a roll for Mr. Bertram over here. Nice. Okay, and then the baddies. Where's Rhea? Oh, yeah, I have to add her in, too. That's right. And And the nerd's probably not going to fight, I'm assuming. Yeah, nerd's not going to fight. He is a non-combatant. Initiative for you. It's a beautiful day for a fight. You're messing with the wrong guy. They're weak as hell. I'm going to put these bastards to sleep with my level 2 sleep, and then we're going to just stomp on them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually going to move these guys since you they you passed them so they're actually over there all right so the first thing that happens is you guys turn and notice that these three well-armed and armored men throw the tarp off of the back of the wagon and uh, they all have long swords and you can even see heavy crossbows dangling at their sides and as far as their armor goes it looks like they're wearing splint armor which is very heavy well protecting and then you also notice that the farmer looks different than he did before very different in fact he has sprouted a pair of red leathery bat-like wings and he is no longer wearing the like grubby sort of farmer attire that he was before he doesn't even wearing a hat Instead, he's wearing very sort of like lavish, expensive-looking, like noble's silk clothing. And his skin is a deep red, and jet black horns spiral out of the top of his forehead. He appears to be very devilish. Hmm. Apparently, this these guys are the trouble on the road. <laughs> that I was you, asking about. Makes you wonder who was having sex with that ogre. Yeah. <laughs> they, they aren't anymore. No. You should have known that someone who improvised something happening on the road like that was <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird for a farmer to say. You're the quickest on your feet. What do you do? Is there oh. cover? Is there cover around here? Let me throw a wagon out because you guys also have a wagon. Yeah, we have a wagon. So I'll throw a wagon out for you to take cover behind if you wish. Are they still on top of the wagon or are they on the sides of it? They are currently like climbing out of it. Okay, but they're not out of it, right? Not quite. Uh, yeah, they're, they're okay. not out of it yet. Okay, so I, 
I got this really dumb idea. Uh, so since they were on a wagon that's being drawn by horses, those horses have reins. On those horses' reins, there is metallic stuff. I want to cast heat metal on the horse's neck so that horse freaks out and hopefully it makes them fall. Unless that's dumb. Yes. Oh my god. That's, Excellent that idea. That's a great idea. All right. Casting heat metal on the the thing that is like attached to both of the horses that's like keeping them. Yeah. Sure. I need Clever. to hit something for that, or... Actually, no. Heat Metal doesn't allow any sort of saving throw like that. So, go ahead and roll 2d8. Oh god, I hope I can kill them. Come on, come on, come on, come on. 2d8, attack! Okay, both horses take 7 fire damage, and... Take off, man, take off. Surely they take off running Fuck. before they die. Fuck, you fool. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a going to be an initiative initiative roll for them because they're now going to be part of the fight. Uh... Oh god damn it! Oh, I didn't set out to kill horses. All right, so they got an 18, so they're going to go kind of soon here. Actually, you'd be quick too if you just got burned the hell out of by hot metal. I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Are you doing anything else, race? I can't use... Uh... Get yourself to safety. Yes, thank you. I'll cheese it to the back. Okay. Uh, by the wagon, if that's... Yeah, that sounds good. You turn your pony and you move it over to the other side of the wagon, taking cover <laughs> behind the, the mules that are pulling your wagon. Next up is the Mastiff, Bartram, who is going to wait for orders. So I'll just put his initiative down underneath Dababi. Or not Dababi, Coslo. No, not Kosla. What am I doing? Globjack. It's really sad that Bartram keeps rolling higher than you on initiative because it's like, no. yeah, you <laughs> can't do anything. You can't do anything until you tell him what to do. I'll, I'll just have him actually. He'll just he'll move up. He'll be right by you. He's not gonna want to leave your side, so that's where he's at. All right, now the baddies are gonna hop out of the wagon. Unfortunately, uh, shit. their initiative is eighteen point one three, whereas the horses are only eighteen point one. Yeah took a swing i took a swing so the first one rushes out at you da bobby he's actually gonna position Our, himself. Still in the wagon though does he have disadvantage because i'm on a horse oh good point there's no dis- there's no disadvantage for you being on a horse but your horse can move so you, you can use the horse's movement instead of your own movement which right. is really nice and it won't take a move action for you to do it either but he's going to attack you. Bring it, scum. First, all right, so I got a 19. Hmm, that seems like it could hurt. I am going to shield myself. All right, and that makes your AC what? Plus five. And that makes your AC what? That's going to make my AC a lot. Okay, (laughs) higher than Um, 19. Yeah, it's going to be 22. All right. Uh, second attack coming at you. Oh, crap, a 25, a natural 20. Uh, that's I'm not going to miss that one. <laughs> wow. All right, so you take nine slashing damage. Then the second guy jumps out of the wagon. He's going to get right up in all of your grill. He sees the shield spell that you've casted. Let's see if he just happens to know what that spell is. Nope. Has no idea what the spell is that you just cast. He is going to make an attack against... I'll roll randomly. There's three targets. 
One or two is Koslo. Three or four is you, Dababi. Five or six is Rhea. All right, he's attacking Dababi. How much damage did I take previously? Nine. Got it. Assuming I didn't have any temp hit points. All right. All right, well, this one misses thanks to your shield. He got yes. 21 to hit. Uh, the third guy rushes out and will get screw it, right there in the thick of things. He's also going to randomly pick someone to attack. This time he's attacking Rhea, so here we go. Probably know who Rhea is. I know, right? Rhea's this one. I should mark her. Okay. I'm going to mark her with a, a heart. She's a heart. Yay. <laughs> Heartbroken <laughs> Rhea. All right, well, all of their attacks miss except for that one that crit you. Now the horses go, and they get the hell out of here, which of course, pulls the carriage with, or the wagon, so... Get out of here! They disappear down the road. The devil man uh, also disappears with them. <laughs> uh, goodbye, That's wagon. That's beautiful. Sucker! <laughs> All right, then it goes to his turn, and now he's got to freaking make up all that lost ground. Uh, and he has to get off the wagon. Doesn't he have to make some sort of a dex check? <laughs> oh, demonic yeah, dex check. Yeah, sure. Let's let's have him make a dexterity saving throw. See if he yeah. gets knocked loose and falls from this. Oh, that would wagon. be so funny. Uh, yeah. He uh he failed. He gets knocked knocked loose and falls. Takes a yeah, D6. fuck you, loser. Let's see. Takes three points of damage or not. He takes one point of damage. Ooh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Next thing you know, he's going to be attacking us with sticks. He gets up, dusts himself off, and then he flaps his mighty bat-like wings and mm. uh, flies 30 feet up into the air. Uh-oh. He's mine, I guess. And he points one of his fingers at... I don't know who would be a good target. Clubjack, why not you? You're the one driving the cart. Oh, wait, no. No, 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 no. Who has the shield? Um, the Bobby. I mean, we never really established that. <laughs> Who's carrying well, the shield? Why would one of us have taken it from you? <laughs> well, I mean, it could be on the wagon. Oh, yeah. Good point. All right. If it's on the wagon, he attacks Glubjeg. No, it's not on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't agree to that. <laughs> Two rays of fire shoot out from his fingertips. Does a 14 hit you? No. Oh, misses. Second ray of fire. Does a 20 hit you? 20 does hit me, yes. All right, so the second one hits, dealing 10 fire damage to you. Arr. Oof. Okay. Me, man. Koslo, your turn. All right. So if I disengage, does that mean my horse and I disengage? Or does that mean I disengage from everything, including my horse? So your horse, your horse can disengage and then it won't provoke, but you still would. So you would both have to take the disengage action in order for neither of you to provoke. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Does the horse go on my turn? Yes. All right. I would like the horse and I to disengage 
Uh, what's my horse's speed? 40. I'm going to disengage and end up right here. Okay. Perfect. So, Coslo, you and your horse retreat from combat, and that ends your turn, correct? Yes. Okay. Next up is the Bobby. Okay. Where is Rhea again? She's the one with the heart. The heart, right. Okay, cool. I want to get in a position where I could fire off burning hands and try to hit at least two of these guys. Okay. But not her. So, like, if I stood, like, right here, sort of by the wagon, could I hit probably just these two guys? Let's bring out a little cone so we can all play around with it. Oh, very nice. It's a 15-foot cone. So you're going to try to hit two of them, but not Rhea. Right. I mean, obviously, I'd love to hit three of them, but then I'd probably provoke an attack of opportunity. Can I take a bonus action of uh, hit points now before I do anything? Yeah, you can. You can do that. Okay, I'm going to grab those. All right, so you could get all three, but you would provoke two attacks of opportunity. Probably not going to be worth it. I'm just going to go for two. Two would be... But I could go... I could stand right here. That shouldn't provoke any attacks of opportunity. Yep. Yep, you can get those those guys. Wait, um... No, you can't. So the corner of it has to be touching one of the corners of yours. Oh, yeah, but if we rotate the rotate it the other way then yes uh well shit dude i don't i don't think that'll that'll work the corner of it has to be touching one of your corners so that'll hit her this is a this is a problem what if i yeah like i can't put my hand behind me and like also get me in the cone (laughs) (laughs) you want to hit yourself in the cone well i'm resistant to fire so oh yeah i I don't think you're allowed to include yourself in <laughs> in uh, like emanations from yourself. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I I think the best that you can get without provoking any attacks of opportunity is just one. But if you risk some attacks of opportunity, you can get more than one. I think I'm gonna risk the attacks of opportunity. All right, you want to just get all three? Yep. All right, and cool. I'm gonna get closer to the wagon probably. So. Yeah, that that should that should work. Uh, okay. There you go. Wait. Bring it on, stupids. Will that work? No, this also misses this one. <laughs> what? Wait, uh, I can go here then, right? No, because then that hits re, re. What? Wait, what? Yeah, this will. Where do I have to be? In order to hit all three of them, I know. I go... Yeah, you have to be there in order to hit all three of them. For God's sake. Yeah, I know. It's brutal. But that's where you go, and let's do two attacks of opportunity. This will totally be worth it. Totally worth it. All right, if you say so. Uh, 21 to hit. That's a hit. All right, for eight slashing. Yeah. Uh, and then a miss. Whew. So yeah, you only okay. took four points. Not a big deal. Yeah, so I'm going to go down to 18. If anyone ever wants to heal me, I'm totally open to that. Um, I got you, big fella. Then I'm going to burn them. All right. Top, middle, left. Uh, The top and the middle failed. Left passed. All right. How do I roll the damage? Just click the burning hands? Yeah, just click the spell. Um, Splint mail? Yeah, I'm going to burn them up. Mm -hmm. Does splint mail have a 
an effect on dexterity? It has disadvantage on stealth checks, but that's about it. All right, nine fire damage, four to the one who, uh, ones who just one passed. Okay, this guy takes four. He's gonna take nine. Oof. And they're like burning and shit. Yeah, not only their hands, but their pants and their feet and their legs. Yeah. And their nipple piercings. Oh no. You should All cast of it. You should cast heat metal on their nipple piercings. Obviously. Ooh, that would be Say cool. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Through those nips like butter. So you actually only moved five feet to do that, and you already provoked a bunch of attacks. So do you want to move anywhere else? Uh, oh god. Whoa. Demon guy's gonna come after me probably. Yeah, I'm only next to this one other dude. Maybe I should try to take cover. Yeah, he is the only one who can still make an attack of opportunity. You've already used the other ones. Right, right, right. And I'm on a horse. True. Indeed. There's so, a little tree over here. Yeah. Is that where Jason is? Jason, how'd you get over there? I went over there. He disengaged. Oh. Disengaged. What about this big rock? Could this be cover? Cover from what exactly? Above, maybe not. From Everything. the flying devil man? Probably not. Yeah. In order to get <laughs> in order to get cover from him, you probably have to dive like underneath the, the wagon or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should dive underneath the wagon. Okay. <laughs> so like can I run around like this? Yep, that will that will provoke, but you can totally get over there. Isn't and dismounted then... action? I almost never use mounted combat, so I'm not very familiar with those. Yeah. Well, it doesn't count as movement if the horse is doing it for me, so then maybe I get some movement too. During your move, you can mount a creature that is within five feet of you or dismount. Doing so costs amount of movement equal to half your speed. So, hmm. yeah, the horse will move using its own speed, then you use half your speed to get off of it. So now there is a horse over there that is not being ridden by anyone. I'm going to make sure I have my uh, my wrench ready when I get underneath that wagon. <laughs> Anybody comes near the wagon, I'm going to smack their feet. Your horse is over there now. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to make one attack of opportunity against you because you provoked it. Don't touch me. Whiff. Doo, whiff. Doo, 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 doo. That is a That's whiff. right. Too quick for you. Now that your horse is no longer being ridden by you, it has to roll initiative. And, oh my god, I got another 18. So it's going with all the other horses, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Horse fight. All right, that's it for you. So next is Glubjeg. Okay. Eli makes a good point. How long since Evil's mouth has been pissed in? It's been too long. Far, Far too, way long. too long. Way too long. As my action, I'm going to cast Protect Good and Evil on myself. Okay. As my bonus action, I'm going to Hunter's Mark the guy in the sky. Wait, am I going to do that? <laughs> Let me think about this for a second. No, I'm not going to do that. I am the guy in the sky. <laughs> Ooh, I can burn your mind. I guess, I guess <laughs> as my bonus action, I'm just going to shoot at him. All right. Protect the wagon. Might as well hunters mark him for this round, I guess. So are you, are you casting protection from good and evil on yourself? Is that what you said? Yes. All right. So you can't cast hunter's mark and that spell on the same turn. It's just 
you have if you're going to cast a spell as a bonus action, the only other spell you can cast in that turn has to be a cantrip. I see. Okay. Well, good then. I will just actually, I'm I'm going to shoot at this guy. Okay. Can you make a a bonus action attack? Not yet. I think I can coming up. Okay. So are you not casting protection from good and evil then? Oh, you're right. That's my action. Okay. So, yeah, th- I wasn't sure how to do all this. So I'm going to cast Protection from Good and Evil, uh-huh. and then I'm going over here. Okay. <laughs> so you cast Protection from Good and Evil, and then you go and take cover in some of the trees to prevent yourself from being rained death on. You know yeah. Okay. And then is it is it uh, Vardrum's turn now, or did he already go? Yeah, you can tell him what to do now. I tell him to go under the wagon and lick to Bobby's face. <laughs> okay. All right. He does that. He goes under the wagon. And... I magically heal up to full health. <laughs> All right. He licks your face. It's very enjoyable if you're into that kind of thing. It is Rhea's turn. She is going to attack these motherfuckers. So here yes. we go. Longsword. Yeah. That is a hit for 11. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, another no. hit for six yeah! damage. Whew. She just needed to get depressed. Yeah. To work right. Now she's inspired the revenge of Rhea. And that is the end of episode 27 of Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Thank you very much for checking it out. If you enjoy the podcast or if you enjoy the Rated RPG live stream where we get our audio for the podcast, doesn't matter if you love them both or one or the other, that's fantastic. Thank you for enjoying it and supporting us by doing so. Uh, If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, you can always have the new episodes first. You'll be notified when they come out. Also available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. I have forgotten where else this is posted so good for you for finding it thank you to jesse glasner our editor courtney collins our mysterious narrator resetting the story on many of the episodes including today's and brandon jensen who provided our music if you'd like to support us on patreon we'd really love that our address is patreon.com rated rpg oh and just to give you an idea of where we are in the timeline uh we have an entire live streams worth of audio about five hours of audio that has yet to be turned into podcasts so uh it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get another live stream session in in december schedules holiday covid crap all of that stuff kind of plays into it so our schedules have to be a little more flexible unfortunately for the time being uh but it does look like january will be when we will try to get back around the virtual gaming table again and continue where we left off uh from the last live stream but in the meantime hopefully we'll be able to catch up between the uh, live stream audio turned into the podcast and then uh we'll, we'll we'll merge the timelines again that's always fun you can jump over and check out the uh live stream without any spoilers when we do that So uh, look to January. We'll keep you posted on the uh, end of each podcast episode. Uh, Our Patreon supporters, as I said, thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Rated RPG. And everyone has Aaron Yonda and Matt Sloan to thank for Rated RPG in the first place. They created this as an offshoot of Beer and Board Games. So check out Beer and Board Games on the Blame Society Films YouTube channel. And, of course, the original Rated RPG episodes are there, too. On behalf of everyone at the gaming table, thanks for listening to the Rated RPG Podcast.